0: Not worth the time with Wade Taylor. What's up everybody? Welcome back to Not Worth the Time. We're here, we're doing it in 2024. And I'm on my way, I can go the distance. Yeah, I just watched Hercules. What a fucking triumphant movie that is. I'm ready to conquer everything, dude. I'm ready to fucking take my rightful place up at a Mount Olympus, okay? You think, Yeah, you know, that in that movie, he gets his God status back. Gets his God status back by sacrificing himself at the very end for the woman he loves, right? And then he gets brought up to Mount Olympus, and they're like, Hey, Zeus is like, hey, you proved yourself, kiddo. You fucking did it. You proved that you are worthy of... Of being a god on Mount Olympus again, you know? Sure, sure, you drank poison, and I couldn't do anything for you up until telling you that, hey, you got to figure some shit out, kiddo. Zeus really told Hercules to pull himself up by his motherfucking bootstraps. (laughs) Hercules... Had no help from his real dad. He's, he, he's the god. He's a god, and he can't do anything to help his son get his god status back. That's how good Hades' hexes are, dude. He gave him a fucking potion, and he didn't give a shit. He was just going to let him hang out on Earth and be overly strong and terrorize towns. But, any, but he proved himself. Hercules, goddamn... Pr- proved himself to be a world-class hero going after and sacrificing himself not only for Greece but for the woman he loves and that gets him access to the pearly gates of Mount Olympus right like he gets to become a god but he sacrificed himself because he loves this woman and then Zeus was like, you sacrificed, you did it, you sacrificed, and now you get to be here, and you have to leave that bitch outside the gates, okay, we don't let dogs in here, okay, son, Zeus was like, we just go down for a couple conjugal visits now, and then, <laughs> he, Earth thinks, uh, he, Zeus thinks of Earth as like a, as a prison for where he put all the humans, <laughs> and he goes down there, for Zeus went down and fucked humans all the time, and uh, Greek mythology, so that's what he was like, you don't bring a dog into the house, is what he was saying, fucking <laughs> well, Zeus was like, you did it, you just sacrificed yourself, and now you just, you can leave that bitch, you know, if Hercules, this is the question I have, you know, and I know, Disney movies don't really pay attention to the actual, you know, mythology, and all that stuff, it's kind of, the uh, everything's, they ignore the fact that Zeus was banging his sister, and uh, they just ignore that, right? But if Hercules would have been like, "Cool, yeah, Dad, I'm definitely coming to Mount Olympus," and just walked in, does then he lose his god status because he's doing something fucking shitty? <laughs> he's just leaving the love of his life to be like, "Well, I gotta have fun in, uh, down on Earth, you know, some shitty stuff's gonna happen in Pompeii." That's all I can fucking tell you. <laughs> Stay the fuck away from that place. I just don't get it, you know, Hercules, the, the, the things you ask yourself as you learn more about the actual source material and, uh, <laughs> just human nature in general, he was raised by humans, like, I guess, is that the point, is as, like, and then he ends up staying with her and becomes mortal, is it, he had better morals because he was raised by humans, I mean, to be real. You go down to Greek mythology. You know, Zeus I mean, obviously wasn't a great parent. He didn't even try to find his son really for 18 years. He's a god and he couldn't find his fucking son. <laughs> but he recognized him as soon as he showed up at the temple. You know, it just I just have a questions about negligent fathers in that point. Okay, so it may, that's why him being raised by human, he had better morality <laughs> okay well he is moral mortal. so he has more is that where that comes from oh my god i just fucking broke the code you guys we're we're fucking striving here in 2024 fucking breaking it down wow what what do you know morals mortal coral coral <laughs> you coral with your moral toral <laughs> uh slowly losing it Solely losing it What's new What's new You know But I'm learning stuff Is that important Supposed to learn stuff Become better I was pumped I had a good year last year You know I was feeling good about myself I was looking over all my goals That I accomplished And stuff One of my big ones last year Right Big one Was to read five books To read five books And man When I accomplished that That was fucking Oh man That one That Was a top tier goal for me okay and I know a lot of people think that's really dumb just listen to you can listen to five books you don't need to read them I needed to read them I wanted to make myself do this skill you guys have heard me read on this podcast if you've been a long-time listener I can barely read okay I need the practice (laughs) this podcast is literally a way for me to just get over that public speaking or not in public speaking public reading fear I had I've never had a problem a problem? Pub- I've never had a problem. <laughs> that's what you call a severe drinking problem in Ireland, a problem. <laughs> never had a problem with public speaking. Really haven't, even though I struggle to say sentences sometimes. But I've had trouble with public reading. There's something about reading off a script or reading words off a page in front of a large group of people that's anxiety. Just the roof i'm so glad i never had to read like bible passages in like some kind of capacity in church because you know how sometimes they if you're doing confirmation or whatever they'll make the youth people do the uh, sermon of the day or the gospel of that day and they'll read the passage dude i would have said no no i'm not doing this okay the lord does not want me to read words he's giving me this brain to not process them okay that's why I do this podcast. This podcast is literally a way for me to get over that fear of reading to people. <laughs> Otherwise, I just would have picked videos to watch at the end, which I wanted to do originally, but it's way harder to just find videos. I'll say that. But anyway, that's why reading five books last year was a top-tier goal for me, and I was very proud of myself. I uh, read some lengthy books, and I, I felt like I did a good job, and I liked it a lot. My girlfriend decided this year that she wanted to get into reading. She was like, I need some better hobbies, and, like, uh, she did a good thing. She uh, got off TikTok, so she deleted that from her phones because she was like, I'm wasting so much time just endlessly scrolling. What am I getting out of it? Is it? Like, there are better ways to entertain myself than just do this, and, like, it's helping with her attention span. That's what she feels like. She feels like she's being able to concentrate. Concentrate more since not having it, and I was like, "Wow, that's interesting that that's uh, happening." And I'm sure there's plenty of studies if I go and look for them on this podcast and reviewed them. It probably shows that that's very much true when you get off of the uh, social media known as TikTok. That happens, but um, was I, I was prouder, and she wanted to start getting into books too. And guys, she got a book, right? It's it was 700 pages. She read this thing in 24 hours. 24 fucking hours. What attention span problem do you have? I can barely pick up a book and read five pages of it. I've been reading this book for three months. Yes, it's 1984. Yes, I'm aware that I the government is spying on us. Yes, this is Big Brother literally in front of me that I'm talking to right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes is it reconfirming all of my beliefs that we are under a dystopian weird society? No, I don't believe in any of that. We're just we're going through a rough patch, you know? <laughs> Everything's fine. The kids are all right. <laughs> <laughs> I but I've been reading that book for like three or four months now and I read it like five pages of a clip. That's how I read books. I, I sit down and I'm like, I'm going to read and I'll read five pages and sometimes I'll read more than five pages, but I always want to sit down and read five pages at least a day. That's how I do it. She read this book, a 700 page book in 24 hours. And I was just like, how, how tell me the story. What happened in this book? And she told me what happens in this book. I didn't, to be fair, I didn't look up the plot of this book. I should have. Like, I'm just taking it at face value that she's not lying to me. And I know she's not lying to me. I know she's not. Because she was literally giggling as she was reading this book. Like, I was watching TV. I'm watching sport. I'm watching football. And she's over there just reading and then giggling at passages that made her laugh. She was genuinely enjoying a book. I don't think I've ever read a book that made me laugh out loud. Uh... But in the concentration of that, like, I, if I'm reading, I have to have nothing else on. Maybe, like, some just uh, music, like, just lyricless music, you know, put on some lo-fi hip-hop, and that's what I'm listening to while I'm reading. She's, I'm, well, I'm watching the Niners, and I'm losing my goddamn mind. She's concentrated. That's why, like, she's talking about attention span. She's, like, not, she's drowning me out and reading this book. And I asked her, how are you able to do that? How can you read a 700-page book in 24 hours? And then she told me she speed reads. She There's like a method of speed reading that she learned in like the th- fourth grade or something. And she can just basically read very fast and she kind of just tries to find the I guess the important words and then you fill in the blanks afterwards and she's not the first person who's told me about this like it's this has been coming up a lot recently my uh good friend of the show uh friend of punting game.com Matt Lamb host of the Grove and the Empty Parlor podcast you might remember those he's a speed reader he was telling me about it I have zero ability to do this Like they just, they just fill in the blank. I can't do that. I've never been, I read things wrong on the interstate. If I'm reading a billboard, those are normally three sent, three letter words in like three word sentences. So (laughs) I fuck those up. I'll just go, huh, that's what that is. And I just completely assume something else. And then somebody be like, that's not what that said. It said this. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm a fucking moron. So she's crushing 700-page books in 24 hours. Makes me feel so shitty about myself. I felt so accomplished and ready. And that's when I... It's just back to that being fucking average. God damn it, I'm average. I'm average in every goddamn sense of the word. (laughs) It's fucking wild. I wish I could crush 700 pages. I read five pages in my fucking brain... Like, I have an attention span problem. Clearly. It, and it's not, honestly, it's not that i not comprehending what I read. My eyes start to get fucking tired. I, I, as I'm reading, my I'm just like, uh, I'll start like going to sleep. That's why it's like a great bedtime eight. I'll read and I'll be reading the thing. And then I'll be like, fucking. Uh, unless it's like something super compelling. Maybe I just need to find more books that I'm more compelled to reading. Don't want to put down. When I read the book... One of the books I read last year was called Swing King. And that was a great fucking book. And it was just about the the changes in baseball. And like how for basically almost 100 years... You were always taught swing down on the ball. You should always swing down on the ball. When in reality, when you look at even just physics... And like in geometry... A baseball is getting pitched at an angle downward. If you wanted to meet a ball and hit a line drive, which is what they always want you to do, you would want to hit up at it. And it's just explaining that and the trajectory and how there are hitting coaches now for the MLB who are completely outside of what baseball's known forever, working with some of the best hitters in baseball. And the reason they're having this success is because they're doing this method of swinging up and doing that kind of stuff and changing the game. It was just fascinating. It's one of those things I know as I read it, man, if I had had this fucking 15 years ago it could have made maybe i don't get as far as i think i could right but i think it would have changed and helped my game a lot and you just wish you had that kind of information you know but you know teach his own you're born and you have to use the resources and tools you have of your time So, like, I I couldn't put that book down. I was just reading it nonstop because it was fascinating. Maybe I just need more books that I'm, like, super glued to and want to see what's going on. So, maybe that's just on me, okay? You know? I'm just, I am jealous. I just wish I could sit down and read that way. Like, you just fucking really bang it out, you know what I mean? Ugh. Ugh. Just so jealous of that. There was another thought I was going to go into about this. You know, she was also, she's reading one of those romance novels slash mystery novels. So that's fucking all up in her alley, you know. It's just, there's a fucking murder, there's a crime to be solved, and then there's hot, sticky fucking romance going on there, dude. She was, I, she was laughing out loud. That's how I know she loved, like, was actually paying attention to this book, and she was, like, paying attention to it. The fact that she can just fill in the blanks if you're speed reading and just get the key components, I, I just don't think – I'd miss something. I know I would because I would think of something that's supposed to be important and just keep skipping. And then I'd be like, wait, well, I don't remember that fucking happening. I can't retain information that way. Jealous, though. I'm jealous. And uh, I'm going to keep reading, though. I'm gonna I'm trying to go to a, – a, I think I said six books this year. I added one more book to the list as uh, – I also read like one of – two of the books I read were pretty short last year. I'll, I'll be real with you. Um, the one is uh, The uh, the War of Art was the one I read, and uh, that was pretty short. It, it's, it was like 100 pages or whatever, but probably one of the most powerful books I've read when it comes to things that I care about and things that I you know want to improve upon with myself as far as like writing – and creative aspects and outlooks go. So that's why I think I didn't put that one down either. I fucking blew through that in like two days. Which 100 pages for me in two days. It's fucking astronomical. I was very, very proud of myself. Very happy. It was, uh, it was cool. So uh, I wish I could retain information that way. She's doing great. She's on top of it. She's on the second book of the series now. And I think she's probably fucking close to finishing that one. She's crushing it. She's absolutely crushing it, so good for her. Good for my girlfriend, and uh, I'm jealous of her. But that being said, I think we need to go into uh, what I found this week uh, for an article to read. And I've been, like it's been lately, guys, if you listen to the podcast, I know I didn't do an episode the last uh, few times I was supposed to put one out. But, hey, both those Mondays fell on Christmas and fucking New Year's Day. You You know, I was... I was hurting after some holiday partying. You were probably hurting. You didn't want to hear my voice. You didn't want to hear me struggle to read while you're hungover. Could you have saved it for another day? Yeah, you could have. But I wasn't going to... You know what? You're fine. You're doing fine. Okay? We're going to learn about something else. This I've been looking into the magazines a lot lately, like I've been telling you guys. You know? And, uh... This one, it, it's funny as I've found these science magazines and going through them. It's I love them. I do like them. They're fun to read. It's fun to learn about this stuff. But then you come across some of these that are like, yeah, no shit. Like, we really needed a study for this. But this one I like because it's sports related. Yay, yeah, hey, sports. We're doing a crossover between nerds and jocks, you know. I'm trying to be this fucking hybrid bridge to f- go between because, uh, you know. I like both these things. I'm just too dumb for science, and I'm not athletic enough to be a really good jock. <laughs> I got told that in middle school. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I was sitting at a lunch table, and uh, it was with some of the girls, and there was the one kid in your class where everybody's pretty sure, you know, he's uh, a little bit uh, light in the loafers, if you will. And uh, But he was a good friend. And he played basketball with me, and we were talking one day, and I remember him saying like, "Oh, like uh, I said, I don't remember what group I thought. I said I'm not part of that group or whatever." And he, and he goes, "Well, what group do you think you're part of, Wade?" And I was like, "What? Am I am I a jock? I play a lot of sports and all that stuff." And he goes, "You're not a jock." And I was like, "I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know where I belonged. I really didn't. I, I was one of those I was that weird floater kid, you know." I was that floater kid who went from all sorts of different groups to different groups. I could blend in, the chameleon kid. <laughs> like, I, like I, have, I know there's pictures of me. My buddies in some punk bands and stuff like that. And like they'd be at punk shows and like, and it was like, uh, it was a straight edge place. There was this place called Rebels in Council Bluffs where my buddies would do uh, shows, and it was a straight edge place. They would go there and rock out, and then I would go and support them and stuff. And you'd see like all these punk people, right, and stuff. And you know, this is 2000s punk, so it's not like the leather jackets or like the like the hardcore like you you think of uh, when you think of punk, right? But these guys would be dressed. Uh, but uh, still, they're you know, they're punk kids and like they got the the checkered belt buckles. You remember those, like the studded black and white checkered uh, belts and they're not even in the loops, they're just hanging off, and they're wearing the gloves and the chains, and they got some of them got eyeliner. You know, the, the punk goth emo era of that time. You know, that's making a weird comeback that you see everywhere online again. And then you just had me in like a Braves hoodie <laughs> in jeans and in like skate shoes. Like I had skate shoes. That was like a telltale. But I'd be even like <laughs> sometimes i if I was there I'd have my like my trans world skateboarding t-shirt on. Like <laughs> that I just didn't look like I was just like, Hi. Like they'd all be like doing like a pose and I'd be like, Hi. <laughs> hi I'm here <laughs> this is my thing I'm here with my friends that's that was me okay so I tried to bridge that gap anyway back to the article where I was anyway this is an article that you definitely didn't need to do this study probably to figure this out it makes all the sense in the world like I feel like we all knew this already but I thought it would be fun to learn about so it's uh people's speed of sight varies uh, and this may explain sports prowess really? Your ability to see in sports might hinder your your ability to be good at it. That's it's a crazy bolt that that might be, you know. That's that's a fucking 2024 20 to, to say that. You're taking a risk, okay? People are gonna come after you for that. Our ability to perceive rapid change in visual scenes over time, our speed of sight, varies uh, a surprisingly amount. Uh, between people according to the first study to systematically investigate the question. This uh, suggests that some people can track fast-moving objects better than others because of their innate superior vision and which may contribute to people's different abilities in sports like baseball and cricket, says Clinton Harmel at the Trinity College, Dublin, Ireland. Our speed of sight, also known as the flicker fusion threshold, uh, because of the light that flashes on and off at a frequency above someone's threshold, uh, it appears to them as a shiny uh, stability. Okay. It's comparable to how a frame per second our vision system processes, he says. Uh, This threshold varies widely in the animal kingdom, being higher in creatures that can move fast, especially uh, if they hunt other speedy animals. For instance, the peregrine falcon, the fastest creature on Earth thanks to its plummeting hunting dive... Has a flicker fusion frequency of about 130 images per second or 130 hertz. Holy shit. It can process. That's. I didn't know that about the Falcon. That makes all the sense in the world. Those fuckers are moving. But even when they're moving like that, they still like 130 images a second for them probably still isn't that good. Like it's still got to be blurry as fuck. But everything else, man, everybody else looks like they're moving in slow motion. Just just looking like one of those spin wheels that you fucking dig it. Hey, Chuck. Hey, it's my dog. My dog's here. You can't see it on the podcast, but she's here. She came in to say hi. That's why I left the door open. Uh, that's, yeah, I bet you, like, cats probably have a ridiculous one, too. Because they get so fast, and they can, like, Birds and cats, I bet, have just ridiculous frame rates in general like that they can do. Um, The upper threshold uh, for humans is often uh, taken as a flicker rate of uh, 60 hertz. Uh, To find out how much this ability varies between individuals, Harmon and his colleagues asked 88 people from the university to view flicker lights, uh, the frequency in which it could be adjusted. 50 minimum frames per second our eyes dic- dictate on average. They use three different mes- methods asking p- uh, each person to turn the frequency up until the light stopped flickering. Uh, ask them to turn the frequency down until flickering began or asking them to say whenever the light was flickering over a series of random chosen frequencies uh, particularly repeating all tests on three occasions to see if the threshold changed from day to day uh, using the last method though uh, to be the most accurate the average flicker threshold for uh, the whole group was about 50 Hertz uh, but it varied from 34 to 61 Wow so you could have different Frame rates, basically, you're seeing from day to day. Man, that's when you had a bad day at the plate. You know, when you're playing baseball, you're just like, yeah, I just didn't see the ball well today. Yeah, it's because you were on a fucking low set or <laughs> low frame rate, dude. You are playing 60. <laughs> you are playing 30 frames per second. That's why you were getting dome-scoped in fucking Call of Duty. <laughs> So now, see, the only thing problem I have with this, I, I like this study so far. We're at, I'm going to finish the article. But the thing that bothers me is this is giving those fucking rage quitting people on Call of Duty. They're like, see, see, if I don't have a high, fresh re- return rate, I can't fucking play well. I'm getting dumb scoped and sixes, you're scoped, and it's because my frame rate's too fucking low, mom. And that's what we're giving them fuel. We're giving them ammo to bitch and complain, and uh, I, I I I don't want that in this world. Okay, you're fine. You don't. It doesn't matter anyway. Unless you're actually a competitive gamer making money, it doesn't matter. Play and have fun with your friends, and stop saying the n word on the game chats. Okay, you're ruining the lobby for us all. Um, uh, the range is a lot larger than I expected," said the team member Ke- uh, Kevin Mitchell. Also at Trinity College Dublin for uh, the most uh for most things in the world that are probably wouldn't make any difference to the way they were perceived because they are not moving fast enough. But there are some things moving very fast where it might as well, uh, but it might well make a difference. Uh, sorry. Uh, let's scroll down here. Uh. If something were to fly past your eye very rapidly, but you have a threshold high enough to capture the image in your brain, you probably turn it into a blur going into a certain direction, he said. Um, Whereas in someone who is a very low frame rate or, or threshold, then the flying object might not be captured at all. It isn't known... Uh, What causes people's flicker threshold to vary, but it could involve intimate, innate features of part of the brain in the process of vision or the cells that at the back of the eye react to light. Uh, There are multiple levels of processing that gets an image present in our constant perception, our conscious perception, uh, he says. I think uh, in combination, I think it's a combination. This is a very nice study because it's completely new, says the biologist uh, Simmel Potter. He speculates uh, that people might be able to increase their flicker threshold with training. For instance, if they play a lot of sports involving fast-moving balls such as squash or baseball. Dude. Yes, if that's the case, I want to improve my fucking thing. I'm gonna start playing catch again. This would probably strengthen your eyes. I've been wondering if there's a way you can strengthen your eyes to like do that. You know, because I wanna have good I wanna make sure my eyes are good for a long time. So I want to build that strength. I think we all should strive for that. I also want to have strong eyes for when there's fast-moving objects like, like the UFOs that have been popping up. I want to be able to see that shit. And that's why some people, they call you crazy. They're like, I didn't see anything. You didn't see it. It's because you have a low frame rate in your fucking skull, Jeff. (laughs) Your fucking eyeballs are shit, and you can't see anything. That's why your frame rate sucks. (laughs) Maybe you upgraded your graphics card and your fucking dome piece. You'd be able to see it. That's why if they start doing bionicle parts on humans, things are going to get nutty okay, you can get a bionic eyeballs, we turned out, it's just like, you need better eyes, and you can just, and you're just snapping pictures constantly, uploading to the metaverse, Zuckerberg seeing everything you're seeing, it's where we're heading, baby, they already got those Ray-Bans with the fucking camera in them, it's gonna, pretty soon, hey, just fucking, here's a, here's a little, uh, what do you call it, it's a Contact lens. Now you can just put that in your eye. Now nobody knows that you're recording them. Oh, fuck that. Let's just fucking take out your whole eye. Yeah, you're going to look like Cyclops from fucking (laughs) Teen Titans here soon. Oh, we're going down a weird way. But you know what? We're here for the ride because 2024 is going to be a good year, especially over here at punninggame.com. everybody. That's right. punninggame.com is where you can find all sorts of cool shows here. Uh, you got this show, Not Worth the Time. Thank you for listening. I'm glad you guys are here. You got Who Gives a f F with me and Nathan. And you got the back catalog of a bunch of different podcasts uh, we've had over the years. So go check all those out. Uh, love to see it. Hopefully, we might be adding some new shows here soon. I've been in some talks. That would be great. And I'll let you guys know when that happens. Guys, um, I like to do stand-up comedy. Love stand-up comedy. I didn't, did you guys know that? Did anybody know that? Yeah, I'm sure you guys did. I talk about it constantly, and I love stand up. It's one of my favorite things in the world. And I have a couple shows coming up, guys. That is right. I'm pulling up the flyer right now. I apologize. Uh, I'm going to be in Papillion, Nebraska at uh, Papio's Pub. January 12th. It's at 9 p.m. It's a free show. Um, If you're in the Papillion area, the Omaha Council Bluffs area, come on out. It's going to be a fucking great show. Um, Justin Healy is the one who puts it on. He's a great dude. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Check out my social media for more details on that. But it's going to be in Papillion Papias Pub on January 12th. So come out to that. Uh, I got another show. It's a secret show. I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you about it, but I'm doing some kind of secret show. It's going to be a lot of fun, so uh, be on the lookout for that possibly. Um, Otherwise, guys, go over to puntinggame.com. Get yourself some threads over there. Go to the Punting Game shop and use promo code NWT. P-O-D, that's N-W-T-Pod, and that gets you free shipping at checkout. So go use that. And then go to the YouTube, Comic Way Taylor, where you can watch this episode. You can watch all the fun stuff we got going on here at Um I got stand-up clips. I got uh, this show. I uh, got Who Gives a F, all that good stuff. Clips of everything. Check all that out, guys. Really love to see you. Um, once again, guys, thank you for listening Not Worth the Time. Really appreciate it. We had a great year last year. Thanks to you guys. Really appreciate you guys subscribing and liking and enjoying the video. So I'm going to hopefully continue to keep doing that for you guys. Uh, Thank you. Hope you guys are having a great start to your 2024. Hope you guys hit all your goals this year. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. And remember, don't do anything I wouldn't do.